Cutting Edge Radio. I was you're, just going to say, I kind of got lost. You're all uh, scot-free. You're all scot-free on that. Or my sister can get it. it. Oh. I'm not worried because I try to avoid the public as much as I can. And what I understand, oh based on my knowledge of history, is that the president usually gets four years. On a podcastle's history hour... Some of the people who live around the town, we actually, I actually talked to one of the women at the boarding house who... Uh, the boarding house, wow. Ooh, Some of that, and uh, that will make you go blind if you finish that whole patch in one day. Oh my gosh, it destroys you. Oh my gosh, really? it destroys you. Yeah, oh, yeah, John, I, I love guess. your setup, man. My IKEA fall collection. I love, yeah, I love IKEA. <laughs> bad. Oh, yeah, me too. I love their uh, instructions that don't have words. Yes, very. IKEA is the uh, the H and M of furniture stores. They're it's like, like the very. Best, um, what what are they based out of? Like Sweden or Switzerland? Yeah, Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Which Sweden. one's the neutral? Well, who are the neutral? What's the neutral country? Sweden or Switzerland? Switzerland. 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 Yeah, I always mix them up. Um, yeah, me too. Unfortunately, they're not neutral now. That shows you right. if, you're, if you're Russian. Right. Yeah, they stepped over the plate. I know. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I heard about that. I'm like, Switzerland's getting involved? This this must be bad for everyone. <laughs> stepped into that pitch a little bit. I, I was just at church, and there's this guy named Dimitri there who, who's Ukrainian. Like, he was born there. He's, you know, he's probably like 33, 34. But I haven't seen him in like since last week when like everything broke down. So I saw him. I was like, Are you, I thought you were like fighting on the front lines or something. Like, where'd you go? He's like, Oh, no, I had COVID. And I'm like, Oh, well, glad to hear you're okay. Is like your family okay? He's like, Yeah, like everyone got out of there, but, uh, he was worried about like nukes and stuff like that. I was like, I don't think it's going to come to that, but like, you never know with like a madman in charge, you know? It's really weird seeing a war today, you know, like, yes, it's, it's just weird. It's like, oh, okay, this is how the war is. They're like pretending they're not going to war, but then they're like bombing places. It's crazy. So strange. Just with like Twitter and everything too, and you know, uh, TikTok, and you have all these, like, oh, it's almost like live, you're getting all these pictures and videos in back, like, you know, when, when it was World War II, it was people to go to the movie theaters to go see like the latest update on what's happening in Europe and in the Pacific. Oh, that's right. Like that. So it's yeah. like time. I mean, it's even, even more so than we went into Afghanistan and, you know, the Gulf War too. So I was going to say, the Gulf War, like, you would, all you would see was the glowing, yeah, the Scud tracer, missiles, right? Yeah, the tracer rounds, and then the Scud missiles yeah. being shot down by our Patriot missiles. Most of them. What's crazy that about like that looked like an old Atari game on TV. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't look like it does now. It looked like Pong. Yeah, and it was always it was just reporters covering it. So you had the, like the major networks and then the major news channels. Now everybody's got a phone with a camera on. Everybody's a reporter. So yeah, and I think I think that helps. Uh, like it helped the resistance with Russia okay. and Ukraine. It's not like nineteen. 19- 42 where like some dictator controls everything and there's no out there's no like social media and cell phones just a bunch of sitting ducks yeah where they're just like oh i guess we'll do whatever we're told but like putin didn't anticipate like social media and his people like going not going with this or you know just how quickly things turned on him i feel like and bob you know better than i do but i feel like it's kind of embarrassing for him you know like their 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 military equipment is like kind of outdated you know, like this yeah. should have been like over in two days based on like 
on paper, like how big well, the Russian army is. It did. It did take us uh, two weeks to, you know, when we went to Iraq to uh, actually get to Baghdad and actually, you know, claim the country. But we weren't going in the way the Russians are, kind of haphazardly and with equipment that's breaking down and they don't have a very good supply chain. You know, General Grant. U.S. General Grant in the Civil War, that was the thing that won the war with him. It wasn't him just being aggressive. It was logistics. He was a great logistician. You know, it's just as important to have the supply chain up and ready to go before you before the first shot's fired or the first rocket's fired. you got to have that to sustain the fight. And he didn't, for whatever reason, him, his generals, whatever, they did not plan for that. And they are taking it right now. Um, and they're going to eventually... Yeah. They're going to eventually get to Kiev and and essentially occupy uh, the country and some of the major cities, but it's going to devolve into this urban guerrilla warfare with separatist Ukrainian factions that are going to be just taking pot shots at these Russian soldiers, and they know the cities. The Russians don't. So it's, yeah, they it's don't know the layout. What's going to happen if he does take it over? Is he going to like replace the government and call it a day? Like what is? What is Putin's like right, master what's his plan? Well, in yeah. the past, they've had sort of uh, very pro-Russia leaders um, that, you know, until this most recent leader came in, Zelensky, um, you know, where he was trying, you know, it's Ukraine's not a, doc, uh, uh, a democracy like America is. It's not something we would recognize as a true democracy. You know, there is no, we don't live in a true democracy. We're in a republic. But they were on that road to do that. And Zelensky, you know, was giving a lot back to the people, you know, free press. Um, there was a lot of things going in the right direction. Zelensky was trying to break down the old Russian uh, dictatorship or the Putin puppet walls that had been put up that kind of isolated Ukraine and was becoming more open, you know, talking about joining NATO. And Putin just, you know, they're right on the border with Russia. They can't, Putin can't have that going on in his country with the way he oppresses people and stifles uh, free press, and you know he wants to be an authoritarian, and he is. And this is a Linsky guy. He was like a, he was like a movie star, like an actor. Like yeah, he, his was, no, he, his like pockets aren't filled with dirty money. No, he was you know? a comedian. Right, a right. I mean, so it's like he has no like he he's not like in debt in some way to Putin, or you know what I mean, like connected no. to him in, in any way. So he's just like fuck this. Yeah, that's it's why Putin crazy. He, that's why Putin knew he's not going to win the war of minds, uh, you know, social stuff. He's going to have to do it through force. And he's actually, it's had the exact opposite effect. It's How crazy. Long? Yeah. It's just so like what they did nuts. to Trump after the insurrection. All of a sudden, like anyone connected to him financially was like, nope. Yeah. Nope, we're they, done. Yeah. See, you know, some oligarchs are, you know, back here with your books. So, because they're, all their stuff is, uh, being seized and held. Yeah, those yachts. What yeah. what are oh, they like? All these oligarchs, they're like taking their yachts and everything like that. Is that how oligarchy. that all works, Bob? Like the country's an oligarchy and it's like 10 billionaires really run Russia? Because Putin's been president since I was like in high school and I'm 40 years old. Since yeah. we were in high school. Like it's not a democracy. I don't care. No. No. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not at all. And, you know, the oligarchs are the ones who, you know, support Putin and are the ones who. <clears throat> You know, basically control the country's economy, and they, you know, they do what Putin says, and they're paid handsomely for it. And Putin, you know, has made you know, he's a he's the most richest, powerful man, leader of any country because yeah. because of is he? and yeah. How long can they keep it up financially? Because they're 
they're getting killed in Russia, like financially. They're like stopping everything. Like even MasterCard and Visa were like, we're not like operating in Russia anymore. Like they're essentially making it like North Korea. The weirdest nobody's things. doing business. Yeah, they're isolating. Yeah. It's yeah, they cut off like, the biggest thing too is not just the Visa and MasterCard, it's these swift banking transfers where you can send wires internationally <laughs> and they've cut them off from that from all of Europe. And you know, we do swift thinking. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wonder if it's only a matter of time until one of their hackers figures like, you know, a way around that. Well, I think um, you're going to see more of that, too, especially you're going to see the Russians hacking into our NATO allies and us more and more. Putin's going to threaten nuclear weapons, but what he's actually going to do is hacking. And we're going to probably see it on a more aggressive level than we have in the past. That's what's going to happen. Uh, Dude, he's, not, he's going to pound his chest and talk about nuclear weapons booga, but booga. as crazy as he is and maybe as isolated and sort of uh, uh, scared and uh, uptight as he is right now. He's not going to he wouldn't do that. Uh, he knows that's that's an end game. And quite honestly, the U.S., it, in terms of our military and their military, we could roll in there and take care of them pretty quickly. It seems so. China, yeah. not so much. But the nuclear weapon deal is always there. I mean, obviously, it would come at a great cost. And I don't think he would ever even do that, even if we put boots on the ground. But we're never going to put boots on the ground there unless he, right. goes, no, unless he attacks a NATO country. He wants right. NATO to come in and help Ukraine because then he can mobilize the hearts and minds of the Russian people, say, look, they're attacking us now. Now that's what yeah, his little so thing. That's why we're gonna just send them planes, weapons, and keep feeding them because you know it's their country too. Uh, they and they certainly approve. They have the will to defend it and fight for it. So we're gonna help them out any way we can. But we just can't put boots on the ground, and the NATO countries can't really do that either. That's just, reassuring about the nukes because uh, I I was thinking that too. It, like that would be an end game for like the world, you know. I know that's like the first act of World War Three, the movie. You know, America bombs Russia. Yeah, well, China's going right. to prop them up. They're not totally cut off. China's going to prop them up, and unfortunately, uh, the oh. natural gas reserves. A lot of European countries still need that, so they haven't completely cut that off. I'm sure there's plans in the works now to become more self-sufficient with some of those countries. But they still need the Russians for that stuff, and they're not going to leave their people out in the cold, literally, uh, just to spite Russia. There's so many other things we can do, and we already have done, and they're going to continue to ratchet up the pressure. I mean, they haven't been able to open up their economy since this whole thing started in late February because what they're just delaying the inevitable. The whole economy is just going to come in on itself. The ruble, I mean, you can't even uh, get a couple oh, of right. salary there. Yeah, I, yeah it's like they – the stock market there hasn't opened, so it's yeah, just kind of sitting there waiting to crash. Exactly. Yeah, they can't open. Right. It's like when someone gets run over by a train, but like the train is holding them together. As soon as they like yeah. move the train, the body just falls apart. Exactly. That's a great analogy. <laughs> Guts spill out. The, the the body pinned between the two cars, like in the movie Signs, like it's keeping her alive. It's like they just right. keep it there for a few minutes. That's so funny. Right. Yeah. But like, what are they gonna do? Like, how long do you think this is gonna go on for? Because it. The, I mean, Russian army, I'd imagine they have reinforcements. It's, like, pretty large. Are they, they're just going to keep sending them in until they... Yeah, and Ukrainians and the Russians have been fighting for a while. I mean, since on and off and on until about 2014, and there's actually sections of Ukraine that have sort of been unofficially annexed by Russia closer to the Russian border um, and where Crimea is as well, where, where Russian took that over in 2014. Um and this is a whole part of the play. Putin sees, you know, the old Warsaw Pact is gone where you had the Soviet Union and then the buffer of the Warsaw Pact states, the old Soviet bloc countries that sort of kept NATO and all the European allies 
that Russia had uh, some distance between them. Now all these countries are joining NATO, Poland and some other countries. Oh, right, yeah, they're right up against them. Past 20 years, and Ukraine was on the verge of doing that, and, you know, now. Uh, what so is, he's, he's scared. What is the harm in Russia joining NATO? Like, I mean, Ukraine? To, or Russia doesn't want to join NATO because... I know, why? Because Putin wants to be an authoritarian... Like, what a... What, like a... What a fucking baby like what a dork well i'm in charge i don't want to be friends with anyone you gotta you gotta see it too he used to be he used to be an old kgb an old officer in the kgb in the 80s and then you know when russia then that whole all those warsaw countries were all carved up some of them went to nato and that buffer left and putin really thinks that the soviet union got a bad end of the deal on that they ceded too much but they were they basically fell in on themselves then. Their economy collapsed. And just imagine it couldn't the ego it. you have to have to like oh, yeah. be oh, yeah. oh my. Like, what is he like when he's by himself? He's I would love to be a fly. He like wrestles bears. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. I, <laughs> he does. He, he's not he, a, like, I love, wrestles he's a bears myth. shirtless. Like, he's like a living myth. Where's yeah, Nikolai bear, Volkov? Well, doing bear this? probably has its claws taken out. It's got its I was going to say. It's got a muzzle on. No. <laughs> Anyone who says he brawls with bears. Are lying. <laughs> of a course, bear would, a bear would like shred your skin off your body in like half a second. It would, yeah, it would be. A full-grown bear doesn't need to shred your body. It can just take one swipe, paw swipe of your head, and not take your head right off your shoulders. I mean, <laughs> so when, when the Soviet, even if you're running away, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah you're faster than you. <laughs> when when the Soviet face. Union collapsed, you know, like. They had so much, so much military equipment that was like left behind, you know, because they yeah. just couldn't. F- so they never really recovered from that. Russia, there's like uh, financially, right? No, they never, they never really did. They never had a true, you know, uh, was it? I wasn't sure. It was a Gorbachev. They were never given a good severance package. <laughs> yeah, their severance package <laughs> was a post-war severance. Well, yeah, you almost. Uh, we can't. <laughs> we almost came up. to. We almost came to nuclear war a few times. I don't think that uh, qualifies for a decent severance pact. <laughs> you can't, you know, the CEO in his office holding a gun to his head. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Has has Putin, okay. has this, will this screw him up politically, like with the oligarchs when this is said and done? You'll see he, a little bit of that, but those guys are still going to be taken care of. And really, China's still going to be able to prop him up. Uh, Putin, and that's why Putin won't use nuclear, won't go the nuclear option because he knows then China's even going to back off from that. They're not going to want any of that, especially because they border Russia as well. So they don't want to deal with any of that. So China's going to keep feeding them. And you might see some of these oligarchs. I've seen a couple that have come out and denounced them. Who knows if that's really how they feel? They might just be saying the right things. It might be back channeling with him somehow. Who knows? I don't think you're going to really. Yeah. This will take down his structure, his power structure, but it's certainly going to uh, – it's going to be interesting to see how long this takes and when, if it does devolve into this guerrilla warfare with Ukrainian separatists fighting um, Russians, you know, street fighting, things like that. Russia's not going to be able to handle that. I mean, look at us in Afghanistan for 20 years, and that was a righteous war for us. You know, it started out that way, and then we tried to, you know, like we did in Iraq, you know, occupy a country and try to change how their culture and their government. You're just not going to do that. It's not going to Russia, too. Right, I can't do that anymore. Can't do it. And Russia, the, the flow of information, the Russians, the, a lot of the people there are seeing right through it. I mean, you, you guys have probably seen pictures in St. Petersburg Square of all the protesters. They're arresting people, but they can't arrest 100,000 people. No, I've seen like videos. I've seen videos of soldiers, like Russian soldiers, like, "Yo, what are we doing?" Mm-hmm. 
They're like, yeah, oh, she don't want this. We we did not. We thought this. They some of them thought it was like training. Or, yeah, they weren't. They didn't think they were going in either. They just thought it was a training exercise. And you know, a lot of them are 18, 19, 20 year olds who don't 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 didn't know what was going on and don't not pay attention. They don't want to shoot these Ukrainian people in the streets. They don't want to. And aren't they drafted too? Like, uh, they isn't there to like a, a mandatory pack. military? I think something. Yes, yeah, there's something like. I don't know the details on that, but I think there's some some conscription of some sort there where they have to uh, that you have to serve so many years in the military of you know in some or you know kind of like the in the old Soviet Union you know okay if you're not going to serve in the military then you might need to work in the factory here that makes the bombs or the planes and the tanks of the military. You might feel work at Chernobyl. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, right. You yeah, was something. that was the bombing of that nuclear power plant? Was that like a big deal? I mean, it could have been. The Russians but realized. I think. What concerns me is you have a lot of these Russian commanders and generals out in the field, and you wonder if their logistics are so bad that they can't even get fuel and weapons to the front lines where they're pushing forward on Ukraine. What's the communication structure like? Because I know oh, yeah. the Ukrainians, too, have been taking out their communication. You know, they have communication vehicles and things like that. And so some of these guys might not be acting on direct orders all the time. They're just seeing the battlefield and doing what they can. <laughs> oh, there's a nuclear power plant. Let's take that what down. What a mess. Without thinking. Oh, right. Like, if it was a direct planned attack, they would have blown that thing up. Probably. I think now the yeah. whole thing is out the window. Putin's just going to keep throwing meat at him. And eventually, like I said, he'll overwhelm him, but he's never going to fully beat the Ukrainians back. They're going to, Russia's going to have a problem with this for a very long time. Yeah, well, they were saying this was going to happen for like a month, maybe yeah. even longer. Uh, I bet you Ukraine, like, got ready. Yeah, we're like, let's plan for this shit. Oh, they were. Yeah, they oh, what a nightmare! What a Plus, nightmare! With their mind, they're, they're, they're they're cocktails. Half the country just like went to any other country. Yep. Yeah, and, and the people that stayed, they're they're fighting a different kind of fight. You know, like imagine like Red Dawn happening here, and Russians came in. Like you're fighting with a little bit more heart when it's your own country versus yeah. some drafted 19 year old that's like, I, I don't. What am I doing here? Yeah, Do you well, remember the videos they showed of like the tanks broken down? Yeah. Um, yeah, the soldiers were kind of like hanging out, like, uh -huh. uh, like, what are we gonna do? What are we doing here? They weren't like taking cover when people right. came by. They were kind of like, yeah. we're yeah. doing this. It's like we have to do this. What do yeah, you like? It's a field trip. I was gonna say, yeah, it's like a field trip. Good yeah, point. and then the tanks will run out of gas on the side of the road, and then the Ukrainian farmers are hooking their tractors up to them and taking them off and stealing them, and like you know, probably <laughs> uh, pulling them apart for parts and things like that. So that's hilarious too. And and Russia was in. Because it's in, we didn't start the fire when he's like, Russians in Afghanistan. They yeah. were in Afghanistan for 10 years. Not kind of like we were, and they couldn't beat them either just because it's, it's no, a different kind of warfare. Yeah, we did the same thing there. We gave those people weapons. weapons and and Rambo 3. Rocket propelled grenades to take down their helicopters. Charlie Wilson's boner. Yeah, Charlie <laughs> Wilson's boner. Yeah, great. Charlie Penis' that's, war. That's the Pornhub version. But uh, yeah. Dick but, uh, Wilson's war. Yeah, I mean, there's a video. There's a great video of a Russian attack helicopter coming in under radar, and you just see a, a missile come and hit the top of it, blow the whole thing up, and it just ends up in a fireball on a farmer field. So, oh, shit. There's uh, those soldiers too that are there. They sent in, I think it was like 17 percent of the army in there. Yeah. So don't you, don't you think Putin in his mind probably has something to prove more at this point? Like I can't seem weak for all the oligarchs and. Oh, the yeah. world because like a lot of people, people aren't, I wouldn't say they're laughing at him but you know he, he's not 
being that impressive with like, oh, I have this great army and Strotsky, you know, he's kind, they're kind of like, there's a lot of fuck ups going on. Yeah, well, I think he misjudged the hearts and minds of the Ukrainian people. Right, he thought right. That, and he, they saw this overwhelming force coming in that they would run away or just capitulate and say, okay, we don't want any problems here. We'll let you have it. But no. And I think that shows how isolated he really is in his own government. That he didn't know this, you know, he had to be maybe getting some intel of some sort that, hey, buddy, this might not work. Uh, and he either ignored it or they just didn't have the intelligence structure, which I find it hard to believe. The Russians are very good at gathering intelligence and spycraft and things like that. So I mean, and, he poisons all of his political opponents. Yeah, yeah, he no, he's he's a super evil narcissist. Mm-hmm. And the news channels there, like the controlled media, mm-hmm. they're they're showing fake news about like, you know. We're the ones being attacked, oh and we're doing it to God. rescue Ukraine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it's, just, it's amazing. There's reports too of you know. There's probably been thousands of Russian Russian soldiers killed, but you know these families in Russia that have lost their brother, their son, oh my father, God. their uncle. Um, they are, that you know they just don't hear anything, and I think they're bringing a lot of these bodies in at night and burning them. Um, wow! So the families don't even get the body back in most cases. That's a war crime. Just, just, to totally, just to totally cover it up. I don't know if that constitutes as a war crime because you're doing it to your own people. Not as they want it to be. <laughs> but it's not a good morale booster, I wouldn't think. It's going to really start to wear on the Russian people. And yeah, imagine burning U.S. soldiers' bodies in Iraq and like at night. Like, not telling. Talk about the outcry here. You know, oh, we, we, God, we it risk would, ourselves to go and retrieve the bodies. You know, they, right? Exactly. You don't leave yeah. them behind. That's insane. Um, it reminds me, or well, it doesn't remind me, but it makes me think of like what World War II would have been like with social media. Oh yeah, you know, like wh- what would have been, how would Hitler, you know, like would he have been canceled before he could have like taken over Poland? <laughs> well, he probably could have had his own platform. He would have had a TikTok, and he's like, "As Hitler and today was doing the dance, <laughs> we're doing the goose stepping for us teens out there." Uh, no. We're doing the Oriole challenge. We're doing the Oriole. <laughs> <laughs> now watch this. You ever see that one Family Guy where they're like, yeah. Hitler's alive, and they're like, tonight on Hitler, and he's, on like Hitler. A, he's like a game show host, like a yeah. talk show host. Oh no, I never saw. Here's the number at the end. It's like five five five. Five five five. Five five five. Look, leave But yeah, um, but you know, I feel like coordination and and like, would he have used it? Even you know. Well, better than like we would have to like defend against him like it would have just been yeah, interesting if interesting. social media was around during times of hitler yeah it's interesting you bring that up because a lot of the main social media platforms are based here in the united states and we've cut right. russia off from that stuff you know stop they've cut that off you know the the income oh. they've cut off the incoming stuff from russia but hasn't cut off the outgoing stuff into russia you get what I'm saying? So there's only a one-way street there where we can push our social media in there, but okay. it's these companies, but they can't push it out. And it's hilarious to see because you, they talk about these Russian bots during the, the election, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, all of these conservative, like uh, Charlie, I forget the asshole's name, a bunch of these ultra-conservative Putin ass-kissers who are obviously bolstered by these Russian bots suddenly aren't in the top 10 mentions or anything in Twitter anymore. If you look at the top 10s from before the, before the war started oh, yesterday or two days ago, it's no conservative media. The Russian bots oh, were propping that up in this country. What does that tell uh, you? I oh, know, geez. man. Like, it's, it was so How obvious. 
And I'm like, not I saying I'm seeing it. I'm like, I'm saying the, the fringe conservatives that love the authoritarians. You know, you look at fucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson, who, uh, biggest douchebag on planet. Singing, you know, it's like a human shoe. Protect his border, you know, and now he's singing a different tune. Like he didn't say all that stuff two weeks ago. It's just crap. It's I, I can't believe somebody would say that out loud, which is why my face. Looks I like just can't believe fuck. that. Yeah, Do you think Hitler has his own Twitter account? Hitler was canceled from Twitter? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Fucker car. Is that normal? Yeah. Oh, he's the f- he's the worst human being on the planet. He's the worst. Yeah, and really- his haircut, too, like plays to that. Like He's like the everyman from 1992. That's like his interpretation of like, I'm just like you. I like, I need a haircut kind of. I don't. I have dandruff. Like I'm like you. I'm the working guy that's going to work at the power plant. I picture him with like, a bow tie. He probably dresses like one of those southern frat boys with like the pastel colors, the bright colors, yes. shorts, and, the, and <laughs> the, the pop collars and the sunglasses, the Ray Ban like John F. Kennedy sunglasses with the stupid little loop in the back. Like he, he's, they're about to step on their yacht, you know, and they're just drunk right. douchebags. <laughs> so drunk, so early. Don't even watch the game. Get too drunk. Yeah. Ruin right. that suit that they were that they wore yeah. in the mud. Yeah. Ruin their suit. Yeah. I watched uh, State of the Union last week. Um, did you guys see that or see the? I watched about uh, three quarters of it, and then yeah, uh, kind of got through the other stuff, and then it was, um, you know, and then read about the rest of it. But I think it was good. It was very reminiscent of actually LBJ's State of the Union. I think it was in 64 or 65, probably in 66 after his, uh, after he was actually elected president and, you know, he was putting through all this legislation. Actually, it was before then, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's a good point, Bob. But like he, he was laying out all these things and, you know, LBJ, LBJ got mired down in Vietnam and everything, but he also was able to pass a lot, a ton of legislation, the most legislation of any president ever in such a short span of time between when Kennedy was assassinated and before he was uh, elected for us, you know, to finish out Kennedy's second term, so to speak. Yeah, I just and it was very like structured. It was very goal oriented, and there was no, you know, pomp and circumstance like you know Trump liked to pat himself on the back. Even the State of the Union. Like, no, yeah, I, I just watched something That's on all he did. Um, LBJ, and they talked shit they, on everyone else. Focused, yeah, always he always talked shit. Um, but with LBJ, they focused on that, like all the stuff that he passed between like sixty three and sixty five. Um, and a lot, and he had a lot of opposition from his own party. Oh you yeah, know, like, absolutely. The Southern Democrats were like the bad guys then. Yeah, the Dixiecrats. The, the Dixiecrats Dixie Dixie were horrible, you know. And then he even staged a thing when they were passing civil rights legislation. We have the Al- governor of Alabama, George Wallace, who, you know, pulled out the fire hoses and the dogs from the uh, Alabama state troopers to quell the, you know, yeah. protests, the Martin Luther King protests, and all the black protests there. Um, and then, so you know, OBJ brings him to the White House to. Uh, you know, basically talk to him and then had, and little does George Wallace know uh, that he's going to also do a press conference with LBJ. And when LBJ tells him, he's probably thinking, okay, it'll show that we're kind of standing together, but I can still distance myself a little bit. Well, it made George Wallace look like a, a schmuck because he's about like five foot seven and LBJ was like six foot five. Yeah, he was like a. He's standing next to him, like, you know, looks like a little uh, a child that just got the shit kicked. <laughs> he was intimidating looking. LBJ like the was. Poster like for twins. Dude. Yeah. Shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's LBJ lifting up the car. It's like uh he was like a big dude. Yeah, right? he was huge. He was huge. And he, he used he, that. It was called the, the Johnson treatment. The Lyndon Johnson treatment, where he'd get right in your face and just scream at you and poke you in the chest. And that's how he got that's how he got shit done. He was excellent. 
as a senator and as a congressman, getting stuff done on Capitol Hill and, you know, his first few years as president before, once again, he was mired in Vietnam and, you know, that yeah. kind of sunk his whole deal. But And he didn't even try to run for re-election then. No. No, but it was very, it almost like, you know, I hate to make this comparison too, but I think uh, there was another one. It wasn't just LBJ's. It was uh, Roosevelt's as well. Uh, and maybe even Carter's getting more modern, you know, where it was more of a strictly, hey, this is what we want to do. This is how it's going to benefit. This is what we've done by with, in a bipartisan nature. And even some. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Bob, you're he, frozen. He either froze or had a really weird stroke. <laughs> <laughs> That's Turned into cement. Oh, man. Dude, what is your background? Oh, I did it for Bob, but he didn't say anything. It's that Dick Trickle guy, the smoking NASCAR guy from the 80s. He, he didn't yeah, even mention it. anything. Oh, yeah. I oh did, Bob, I was about back. to. I love it. Yeah, sorry, my Skype cut out. I guess it was getting bored of my, uh, my uh, <laughs> references. <laughs> it fell asleep. Your computer shut off. It's like nothing's <laughs> happening. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Bob, what was that orange suit you were wearing earlier that I'm uh, sure you were so hot in for the first five oh, years? Yeah, I, lost, I can't, I can't see Bob's video. Bill Jr. Budweiser. Uh, like a sponsor jacket. Uh, okay, that's what I thought. It's not like a jumpsuit. Come on, I wanted to come on to look like I was uh, just came back from the trucker uh, from the pit crew. Yeah, the yeah, that's awesome. You know, protesting all the uh, COVID protocols and mandates and things like that that uh, were just lifted. Yet they're still doing it. So, <laughs> meanwhile, eighty-five-year-old grandmothers in Ukraine are shooting at Russian soldiers, and we're uh, bitching about uh, the vaccine and some masks. <laughs> did Did you see that the parrot. press conference? Did you see that press conference where like eleven people showed up to that oh, that rally for the yeah. trucker and the guy? Oh my gosh, the guy on the mic! I spent my money to put this together. I, you know, it was well worth it. It was well worth it. Yeah, even though there's eleven people here. Yeah, I read that. That like twelve people showed up. I didn't see that, but that's hilarious. And just shows so you that embarrassing. the news media, even you know, all the news media in general, covers this stuff too much and gives it too, too much. much grounds to be even yeah. taken seriously because Slow. these are the assholes that are screaming and complaining the loudest. You know, I blame it on both sides on there. It's crap. I agree. Both sides are at fault for giving them a voice, you know? Yeah. It's not like newsworthy. They're not changing anything. No, they're not. They're just cry they're whiny little bitches. That's all they are. Whiny little bitches. The um the trucker rally, it's like hilarious. That's like the demographic, you know? It's not like, hey, a bunch of Republicans were going to meet in protests. Like, let's get some truckers down there because yeah. truckers really are the voice of moving and of change. It was a know? lot of people driving like just pickup trucks and sedans too. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to hop into my uh, like, Geo Metro, my three cylinder Geo Metro, and take that baby from California to DC. <laughs> like, I have no interests, no more important things. Yeah, I'm going to spend my time going down and yelling. Yeah. For these right. people, I don't know. We're not I able have, to work because have, we won't get the vaccine. Families that are truckers. Maybe it's because you're taking two weeks off to go on a trucker rally across the United States is why you can't get a job. Maybe you start looking. I don't never participate. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, like to these inbreds, don't you realize that you are right now part of natural selection and you are teetering? <laughs> You're seesawing on like your, your ice numbers. Is so thin, you moron. <laughs> yeah, I know they don't believe in science, but uh, they sh they're probably getting a smack in the ass from Darwinism at some point here. Oh man, yes. <laughs> I, I, I'll just cap off the State of the Union. I thought 
was really good. I it's the first one I watched since Obama. Like I wasn't a very good American, I guess, during the Trump years. I didn't watch a eh, single one. I watched just to see. No, you were a good American. You were a better rebelling against the corrupt government. Yeah, That's right. As it gets, but yeah. I, I've always loved them. I always like State of the Union, like all yeah. of them. You know, I just thought they were just they were part of history from what, like the time of Washington. Yeah. I think he did like the first one, Bob. He, no, he didn't do the first one. I think it was Jefferson that kind of did the first one where he went in front of okay. the Senate and did it. And it wasn't like a joint session. It was just the Senate because the vice president, he did it when he was president, but the vice president was the president of the Senate, is the president of the Senate. Okay. Um, I think Jefferson started it. So it's it's got a long history, you know? Oh, absolutely. And it's rooted, yeah. in, our, it's rooted in our, you know, political culture too. And it shows, you know, it's a, it's a night too where, yeah, you can, you can disagree with what the president says, but, you know, we all come together as a nation and, you know, it just shows, it's supposed to show that unity, but then you have, you know, idiots like Bobert and Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene booing oh, Biden no. and, you know, they just look like, I saw a picture of those two up yelling like, like with their mouths open and then a picture of two howler monkeys and it was, you could <laughs> tell the difference. I hope they get voted out. Like their constituents have to think, like, come on, we deserve. That's an embarrassment. They're ostracized from their own party too. Even they're too wacky for even the the wackiest far right Republicans too, because there's there's no substance there. It's stylistic conservatism. I'm just going to get my sound bites and say the right things, and you're going to believe me, and I'm just going to rile you up with social issues too. That that's all it is. We're going to take no legislation, no plan, nothing. Here's here's a picture of me with a gun. I guarantee you, both of them are WWF fans and have been like their whole life because that's what they're doing. That's the theater that they're doing. They're just like the bad guys. They're like, yeah, yeah, Vince McMahon. You know? It's so, it's it's so, everything's a show and like, you're just not cut out for it. Yeah, right. Dumb, good point. Dumb, they're, dumb people. Yeah, they're trying to be like Trump and they're, you know, I'll hand it to Trump. He's right. incredibly media savvy and he knows how to, you know, make things an ordeal and he he, he knows how to that. dictate he knows how to dictate the audience's like response yeah. like he knows what's gonna get everybody riled up and he knows what everyone's gonna cheer to yeah and you can tell uh, and guys like DeSantis, but that's DeSantis all he's taking yeah yeah and he's hollow otherwise he just wants the whole right. he wants to be nothing he wants else to be he wants to be putin yeah. that's why he's still kissing putin's ass putin's a genius you know really genius, putin's a genius and he's killing he, genius absolute genius Brilliant man, Brilliant genius, really doing wonderful genius. Love hamburgers. Yeah. The the Marjorie Taylor Greene and them. It's definitely a show because yeah. sometimes they'll tweet stuff that's like they like they can speak well, like they're they're well spoken. Sure. Yeah. So they're not like these backwoods kind of like hicks that are out of control. It's clearly just a show and an act. So I hope when like I don't know when they're up for re-election, but. Well, they're both up every two years. They're up next year. Um, and I think Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to lose over in her district in Georgia. I really think she will. Don't know about Bobert. I don't. I haven't really followed her challengers or anything yet. But Marjorie Taylor Greene might even oh, just get okay. primaried, too. So oh, if, really? If she does, and if she does make it to the general election there for that seat, that congressional district, she's going to get destroyed. Because the, so, yeah. the people there are fed up with it. Oh, that's good. That's like reassuring to know that, we, like, yeah. And we need to be careful too. Like, we can't generalize these people's and the, these people and these supporters as you know they're all backcountry people. That's what Hillary Clinton did with Trump in 2016. Absolutely, she got wiped, she got wiped out. Oops. But 
you got to well, bridge the bridge the uh, bridge the gap, man. And, yeah. You what know. concerns me too is like you have these, you know, a lot of people that I know who are very intelligent, way smarter than I am, you know, and, which isn't a high bar, but still, like people who would, oh, no. would not would not fall for this stuff. Oh, and they're no. not falling for it. They say, well, I don't like what he says and how he acts, or his him as a person, but I do like the judges and I like the tax cuts. And no, 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 no. okay, that's not the only thing that goes into all this. It's going to take generations to undo what he did to America on the world stage and with our society. Look how fractured our society is now. And Trump ran on that. He he put a wedge in deeper because he knew he could capitalize on that. Remember, oh, Bob, we were, we, were, we were in the middle of that conversation on one of our, like, you know, friend group threads that we're on. And uh, it, one of our friends was trying to make the, like, yeah, we've always been divided. And it was like, yeah, but then Trump, that was this whole thing. Yeah. He just wanted to divide us further. Well, he, And he made it so yeah. like, they're not just a the political of Everyone. It's not just I disagree with you, Clark, but let's talk about it. Or, you know, I disagree with you, John. And, you know, we can right. we can agree to disagree, but we can still stay on that civil level. There's now, no middle ground. Not because of Trump is now I have to hate you because you don't believe what I believe. Right, exactly. Because you disagree with me, yeah. like I hate you now and you're wrong. And I can't even work. to like, Not let me hear, try to hear you out. Yeah. A great Dude, communicator, a good leader would, he, would will listen to both parties, even if they can't bring them together and at least make an effort versus like, well, yeah, and he, know, needs you're wrong. he needs to stroke his ego too, which is a lot of what, what his staff did is they told him what he wanted to hear uh, instead of what he needed to hear. And he fired a lot of the people that told him what he needed to hear. And then oh, my ended, gosh. Up ended up where he was just in with a bunch of sycophants, you know? Yeah. He probably had aides that were like, you're wonderful. Everything you're doing is great. Yeah. Like, like Giuliani, you know, pumping crap. <laughs> Dracula. Yeah. Giuliani, Giuliani sleeps in a coffin every night. Like I know that for a fact. Or he hangs Dude. upside down. That four seasons, that four seasons. Oh, that's so Saturday good. night live <laughs> sketch. That was real life. Was yeah. just right next to a dildo store. It was just amazing. Yeah. I yeah. can't believe that I happened. That too. I know. I know. That just shows so you how that's real life. they couldn't even they couldn't even put on a press conference. This guy was the leader of the free world. If he can't put on a fucking press conference, he's not taking national security briefings. And usually he'd go with the last thing that was said to him. That's how he'd make his decisions. Yeah. So the last person that got into his ear, which is why, like his chief of staff Kelly, who was a pretty grounded guy, would be like. <laughs> You know, we can't have these assholes coming in here all the time. I need to be the last one to talk to them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, talk about that. What a way to run a government. I mean, a lot like, of it wasn't run by him. He was, he, he was so. He, he wanted dude, to here's how out of touch he is. Here's how out of touch he is. This is like the, this is Trump in a nutshell. He didn't throw away or shred or burn federal documents, he tried to flush paper. <laughs> Gee. Down the toilet like it was toilet paper. Like a felon. Thought like a felon that would flush was... drugs down the toilet during a drug raid. Like a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the cops are coming in. It's like it's like in Goodfellas. So we're like, I flushed it down the toilet. They were gonna find it. Karen, no, they weren't. They weren't gonna find it. You know, but she's like flushing the cocaine. Like yeah. Yeah. it's just yeah. It, yeah. It, that shows his mindset too. It's amazing because he doesn't he he he's looking at it physically, like, oh, I can get rid of physical evidence. It's like you don't understand. There's paper trails and there's communications and yeah, you're the president. There's a record for everything you do. Too. And yeah, when the archives were pulling his presidential documents for to, you know, they hold it in the Library of Congress and they send some of it to eventually to his presidential library. But he had when they went down to Mar-a-Lago to go put pick some of that stuff up that he had with him, he had top secret documents down there that weren't stored right safe in the skiff. And God knows what he did with them. I mean he probably his love probably left on a table. 
Yeah, probably John and his wife probably read him at like Burgerfy because he left it on yeah. the table before them. Because yeah. he's so just some like, like I think I forgot something. Well, it wasn't my cheeseburger. <laughs> Does some like intern now at the White House have to like go through all of them and make sure that there aren't like missing pages? Well, they go through all the documents and everything's supposed to be as they happen and as they're no longer needed. They're they're filed and they're stored. They're taken away, and the administration is supposed to handle that. They have people that handle that. Um, and it's not low-level well, interns. But the top secret stuff, that stuff should be taken and handed over to people with a proper security clearance. And then that's right. that's kept separately in like a vault until it's either right. declassified, destroyed, or uh, it never becomes declassified and it just stays there. But then, and, then if they, and then if they're done with it, they just flush it down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> well, Trump was notorious too for after he was done with something, he'd rip it in half. Throw it in the trash. <laughs> so Is tough. That true? So <laughs> tough. Like such a, such a bitch. Yeah. Why would he rip it in half? Like, that's what so he—that's what he was doing, and that's—and his aides told oh. him, "Stop doing this. We have to preserve these records." And he—I'm going to keep doing it. Didn't he so take a, letters? A lot of the stuff they got they back. back. Yeah, they were all taped. taped together. <laughs> that's like what I did when I'm like ten, when I tried to change like a test grade, and like I ripped it up, but then I got called out. I was like, "No, I still have it somewhere," and like I'm trying to like fake my homework or something. It's like, how old is this guy? Didn't he keep letters? Too from like Kim Jong Un and stuff. Yeah, they found yeah. that where it was a beautiful, it was a love letter. It was a love, it was a love letter. letter, and it was supposed to be that. That's like National Archive stuff, right, yeah. Bob? Oh yeah, absolutely. That you can't be, just take that. It's you're archives. you're an employee. It's like it's like you're at work and you can't just take things like oh I got all these company Christmas cards. I'm just going to take them. Like they kind of belong to the company, aka the country, yeah. right? And this is what he wrote to Vladimir Putin on December nineteenth, two thousand seven. Obviously, before he was president, before he always talked about running for president for about 20 years before he did. Obviously, this has no bearing, but this shows you where his mind is. Every single time he was on Howard Stern, he was like, I think I'm going to run. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Come on. President Putin, congratulations on being named Time Magazine's Man of the Year. You definitely deserve it. As you probably have heard, I am a big fan of yours. Take care of yourself. With best wishes, Donald Trump. Oh, my gosh. 2007 he wrote that? 2007. It's amazing. That shows you how empty he is, too. He's empty. There was another picture where he was like showed ha- Trump was shown hanging out. It, nobody likes to be around the guy because he's just he's nuts. He'll keep going on about the election being stolen. It wasn't stolen. You're fucking would, you I lost. Love, you fucking lost. I would Shut love up. someone to say <laughs> right. I, I would love someone to say to Trump, you know, Putin like murders a lot of his people, right? And like he's yeah. like a dictator. Just to see what his response would be. Yeah. I like him. He does his thing the way he does it, and I do my He wouldn't condemn it. I guarantee he wouldn't condemn it. No. Right. Like, he would never say, like, that's horrible. And I can't tell if I don't know if that's true. If Putin has something on him, or if Trump is just so enamored and in love with Putin as an authoritarian figure, and that's what he wants to be. And probably (laughs) he's got a lot of money tied up in Russia and is probably leveraged by Russia to a certain extent. So he can't be be a dick to Putin, which is a great in the Oval Office. That's really good. Think of Trump now. You know, if he was in there, how the negotiations would have gone. We wouldn't be sending military aid to Ukraine. People said, oh, he sent no. military aid to Ukraine. No, Congress did. And then Trump held it back and said, I need dirt on my political opponents or I'm not going to release the, the missiles to you. Uh, and- yeah, that, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, if he were in charge, he wouldn't be, you know, he would try to hold the show. And I mean, remember Trump with the whole, like, military parade thing? You know, like he wanted to be like Russia with like, let's have how Russia yeah. has like the military parades in Red Square. Or like the Nazis. Or the, yeah, or the Nazis or any like fascist dictator Keep government. Stepping. They want to like whip their dick out and show how big they are. That, it's like, we don't need to do that. 
you know? Yeah. No, that's not us. Plus, the tanks would, like, tear up all the roads in D.C., you know, yeah. like, there was so much that he like, right. no thought put into it. Like when he wanted, when DC was having all the riots, uh, in the summer of, I think it was 2019, 2020 after, uh, the killing of, uh, Oh, what's his name? Um, George Floyd, George Floyd. And they burned that church across the street and Trump's, you know, that, got out press that they, that the secret service was very concerned yeah. that Trump was not even secure in the White House, and they took him down to the bunker, and that leaked out, and Trump felt like he was emasculated by, like, I never went to the bunker, I was down there. Oh, was- yeah. And yeah. then he wanted to bring in, but he wanted Such to bring in, bitch. he wanted to bring in, no, you should go to the bunker. But you know, I would, you like, get me in the deepest fucking bunker there is, yeah. they're going to kill their, me. Their job is to protect so the clueless. But yeah, and then he comes out, and he wants right. to bring in combat troops, not National Guard, combat troops, 15,000 or 20,000 of them into D.C. You know what combat troops are trained in? Combat. War. Destruction. They're going to be shooting civilians. You can't do that. And right, why would you call the National so Guard in? What's that? Isn't that what the National Guard is for? Yes. And and what you don't send in like the seventy first infantry to like quell the enemy in DC. He said, "What? Thankfully, what they did is General Milley got with a SecDef Esper and was like." You know, we're not going to do this. That's just like, no. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring the National Guard in, stage them outside of D.C. They're not coming in the city. We don't need them right now. It's not necessary. And then I'll say I've put the uh, combat troops on high alert in Fort Bragg. That's it. And that's what he did. And Trump moaned and complained, but he couldn't do it. There were better, cooler heads prevailed, and the better, angel of our, better angels of our nature. Thank God there were people around him like Milley, Esper, people even that he hired, too, uh, that said oh, this wow. is— Thank this God is, that they were there to check— See, yeah. Putin doesn't have that. He doesn't have like the, no. those people to check right. him in. Which is why it's so right. like toxic. He's just, he can run amok. He can do whatever he wants. So. It's just amazing that that all happened in the last four years. You know, with I mean, just like Dude, the, and those little incidents. Trump calling the like governor of Atlanta, Georgia, and right. saying like we need to find eleven thousand. Well, it was actually. It was actually. It was I'm the like, secretary. Oh my God. Who's the like, secretary of state? This guy just makes it so obvious how like corrupt he is, and everyone's like, "Ugh." Well, okay. It's, okay. it's like he no, should be in Trump. jail now. It's Trump being Trump. It's Trump. That's, that's right. Trump being Trump. He called the secretary of state Brad Raffensperger, who's a diehard Republican who yeah, voted Raffensperger. for Trump. Raffensperger and said, "I need to find eleven thousand six hundred seventy-two votes because eleven thousand six hundred seventy-one would have been he would have tied Biden, so he wants one more vote." You know, just shit like that. It's brutal. They, they have, they have a, they're, they're seating a grand jury on that here in Georgia in the Northern District right now. For uh, he isn't in jail in like a year, I'll, I'll just be so disappointed. I don't think he will be. I hope though he is financially ruined, which he already sort of is. But yeah, I, he's ruined. I don't. How do you recover? That'll be worse. It'll be worse. He. I don't want him in jail because then he's a martyr. He needs to be financially ruined. Oh uh, right. He'll be. To, he'll be. Um. He'll be Mike literally. Tyson. Yeah, literally just flame out. He'll get a face flame out and be fat Elvis. I already think he's in his fat Elvis stage. Where is his presidential library going to be? Is it going to be Mar-a-Lago or some defunct casino in, in AC? They could have just left the casino up in AC. Put in there. But yeah, he's in his fat Elvis stage where he's fighting all the magazines. And he can't. He can't stay relevant completely because he's lost all of his platforms. And he tried to come up with a platform that was run on oh. a server in Russia. Oh, is, is it really? Or it was either Russia serious? or China. It was something ridiculous. I believe it. The yeah, posted on it like once in two weeks. I heard Colbert say the other day. Yeah, posted I forget once. the name of it, but what it's was like the, Truth, um, Truth Social? And Biden's Biden's not the perfect answer. Truth Social. None of, the, none of these Truth guys social. are perfect. 
But, you know, Biden at least looks out for the best interests of this country. I really think so. And just like Bush did and uh, both Bushes did, Obama did, you know, even though you didn't agree with all their decisions, they made mistakes. They were still doing it in the best interest of the nation, not the yes. best interest of themselves, which is exactly what Trump was doing. Oh, yeah. Look at Bush. You know, look at look at both Bushes, but specifically when George H.W. Bush was alive and Clinton. I mean, they were like fierce rivals during the, the yeah. presidential uh, election. And for years, for decades, they worked together on different like foundations and things like that. Like that's what like a good leader does. You know, it's not personal. And Clinton called up Bush when he was in a situation because it's a very small network of people that sat in the Oval Office that are still alive that you can right. call and say, hey, what do you got? What do you think about this? I need I need to bounce this off you. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Right. What's happening? Yeah, like when Kennedy called Eisenhower after the Bay of Pigs, when he got his ass handed to him there and brought Eisenhower in. Uh, they spent a weekend at Camp David, and Eisenhower was basically, you know, telling him, you know, kind of the lay of the land with all that stuff, how to deal with the CIA, the Joint Chiefs, the Pentagon, and, you know, you need to be doing more of your own research and not just blindly trust your generals because your generals have a lot of toys at their disposal and they want to fight. So Yeah, and they have mm. stuff to prove after, like, Bay of Pigs. Like at the next star, too. Yeah, like remember Cuban Missile Crisis? The generals and the Joint Chief of Staffs were all like, "Yeah, we got to like, go in there and strike now." And they they want to like redeem themselves for yeah. the Bay of Pigs. So yeah. they have, you know, you have like these thirty million dollar. I'm just I don't know the number, but, but like these thirty million dollar planes just sitting there. These guys want to like use them. You yeah, know, that's what that's what they're trained to do. That's their job. I mean, yeah. I don't blame them. That's what and they're supposed to do that. But that's why we don't have a military individual sitting in the Oval Office. Yes, he's the commander in chief, but he's a civilian. So. Right. I mean, Bob has a Saturn V in his backyard. There's a lot of restraint yeah. not to set that thing off. Oh, the government's not uh. supposed to know about that. We're going to have to edit that out. They're not supposed to know about that. They're not supposed to know about that. That was procured under, uh, under uh, some interesting circumstances. Right. <laughs> procured. Um, I want to bring this up real quick. Uh, Chandler Smith won the NASCAR ch- uh, Camping World Truck Series race in Vegas on Friday. Mm-hmm. Bob, did you watch this majestic event? Camping World Truck? What is it called? That's camping my World question. Truck Series. What is that? What does this mean? What is a so camping world racing? Truck? That's, camping that's truck. no, it's uh, it's it's not like a camper. They're not racing campers around oh, the track. It's damn. It. That's that's what the title sponsor of the series. Camping World is kind of like a similar like a Bass Pro Shops, but for camping supplies and like campers and RVs and stuff like that. Because uh, we have a lot of rusted out um, campers here that the homeless live in. <laughs> I mean, that's. I wish we could race those buddies. You know, like up. That would be good. That would be but, entertainment, but uh, well, I don't, probably not good. <laughs> so, I, so I have a question. So, I I watched I I put on the race. I saw it was on, and I was like, I'm going to watch this so I could talk to Bob about it because Bob is a big expert in addition to history on like NASCAR racing and things like that. A very na- very narrow lanes that uh, really kind of kill the conversations in many texts. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like what is so the truck series? Obviously, racing trucks. Sure. How, where does that stand in the whole like? scope of nascar is that like so if you minor league baseball to major league like how does that work like the trucks are kind of like double a baseball and the uh the bush series or the xfinity series now i always call it the bush series but it's the xfinity series xfinity the the company's title sponsor it's like triple a baseball and then the cup series which is now just the cup series it's the nascar cup series they do not have a title sponsor which i kind of like um oh yeah the nascar cup series that's those are the big guys so. Because there was a guy, Kyle Busch, raced in the NASCAR Truck Series, but he's also a really good NASCAR driver. Yeah. Uh, but you said like they don't. Did, did they like pull from the Truck Series like the like a farm team 
to like how yeah, does that work it's like a talent it's like a talent pool where th- these guys get in the big equipment they race on the same tracks you know they're a little the trucks are a little bit easier to drive the xfinity cars are a little bit easier to drive the cup cars especially this year are really hard to drive because they redid them but anyway the truck series kyle bush raced in the truck series because he owns that team and a lot of these owners in those minor league teams to bring in sponsors and money for the team so they can run a full season with other younger drivers, you know, looking to foster some talent, he'll race a couple races a year to give them that pop, get those sponsors. And then, you know, he'll, cause he can only race a certain amount of truck series races for the year. He can't run for the championship. He can't qualify for their playoffs or anything like that, but he'll do that just to draw in sponsors and eyes, eyeballs on, on the TV. But so. it's not, so, so it's not that common for somebody like a Kyle Bush to, race also in the truck series because they're trying to like crack down on that or something it's, yeah well they they used to have it where they they could race full-time in all three series even if you were a cup driver and they had that for a while but it kind of like it it squelched a lot of the talent coming up instead you know you don't want like yeah. kevin harvick winning the xfinity series championship and he's racing full-time in cup too it's like you know you want to see these guys can still race in those lower series but they can only do a certain number of races and they can't run for the championship so it's kind of like the best of both worlds because you do want those guys down there racing against these these kids seeing how talented they are and what, what they need to work on and what they're doing uh, and to prove that, hey, they can they can race with Kyle Busch. You know, Kyle Busch got beat on Friday night. So that's good. Oh, no that's way. great for the sport. Yeah, he was he came in second place. Yeah. He usually wins those races. I think he has like something as it's ridiculous. He's got like a 47% winning percentage in the truck series, which is like unheard of in oh, any wow. series. Jeez. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's nice. um, so, Bob, wait, it's called the Cup? The Cup. The, the, the Major League Series in NASCAR is the NASCAR Cup Series. It used to be called the Winston Cup. Then it was the Nextel Cup, then the Sprint Cup, and then the Monster Energy Cup. And now it's just the NASCAR Cup Series. They don't have That's a title sponsor. Awesome. Winston Cigarettes sponsored them from, like, the mid-70s right. until 2000. Oh, make you throw up. It reminds me of, those. like, the college football games. Like, yeah. <clears throat> you know, remember the bowl games? It was, like, the Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl. Now it's, like, the FedEx Orange Bowl, the Capital mm-hmm. One Bank Orange Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Corporate, 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 corporate.com yeah. Orange well, it's Bowl. It's all about the money, and NASCAR is the biggest thing on that. They're money whores. They, they bend to that, but that's oh, the yeah. sport. That's what makes it cool too because that's that gets people interested especially you know all these different brands coming in especially now too because you have Bubba Wallace in the cup series who won a race last year he's only the second african-american nascar driver black nascar driver to win a cup race um and he's actually michael jordan owns his team uh along with one of the full-time cup drivers denny hamlin who races for joe gibbs joe gibbs the football coach who has yeah, a very successful sorry. the washington football club yes the commanders <laughs> that's right the commanders the high I like the washington football team better honestly what's what's a word what's worse the washington commanders or the cleveland guardians <sighs> that's close i like the guardians i like the guardians better Guardians, Guardians it sounds like Guardians, Guardians of, of the, the Galaxy. galaxy. Yeah, right, like yeah. It. It's yeah. cool. Defenders. Yeah, commanders, the Commanders sound like, Man. you know, especially being in Washington where that's a pretty unpopular place, you know, because of government and Congress and everything and how much people hate all that shit. Yeah. Commanders is not a good name. Wait, right. Who are the Commanders? The, the Washington football team. That's their What's name. That? Oh, the Commanders? That's what they changed it to? Yeah, that yeah little, out of all the names. Oh, yeah, that's right, Commanders. <laughs> That little nymph, Dan Snyder, their owner, uh, settled on it. Uh, of all the names, commandos, you pick, like that's it. Like who, 
Who's the governing body in charge of this? They they obviously didn't get the it owners. from fans. The no, no Redskins fan. Uh, command. Commander. Yeah, the owners. The owner pick. Command my lord. Dan Snyder. <laughs> oh, you know. Commander my lord. Janusz. I just watched that. I watched both of them because I, I finally watched uh, Afterlife. So I was like, I'm going to watch. watch. I'm going to watch uh, one and two. Uh, I like I liked Afterlife. Yeah. Afterlife was very... Me too. If, if, if you hadn't seen the first two, you'd kind of be like, and you didn't know anything about Ghostbusters, you'd be like, oh, this kind of sucks. But the nostalgia right, yeah. effect, nostalgia in it, they did such a good job with that. I'm so glad they did that because I enjoyed it. It was good. I'm glad I was they did amazed. it, too. I was and, they, and once again, you know, they aim for the, aim for the flat top and set it again. You know? <laughs> yes. And the Easter eggs in there. Like, do, yeah. do you remember when they showed when uh, his granddaughter's down in Egon Spengler's like lair or lair lab, I guess you should say. And he has the jars that say fungus mold and spores. Yeah. Because, you know, he's like, I collect fungus mold and spores. Like they did those little Easter eggs, which were cool. There was a Twinkie in there. Yeah. There was a Twinkie too. I was just amazed that Harold Ramis, who is dead. Yeah. Appeared in this movie. Yep. As a ghost. But right. as how never has happened before ever has he gone never has happened you'll, and you'll never see cool. those guys together again i mean um even in cgi form that'll just i don't see that ever happening you know i love oh at the end too it's like typical bill murray he played his character once again perfectly because i don't think he reads the script he just does what he wants to do whenever he's yeah. on probably drives them all nuts because they don't know how to react to it but when they're like now let's afterwards they're like let's go in and get some hot cocoa and he's like yeah hot cocoa for the adults and i hot cocoa for the kids and i think the adults are gonna have some rum in theirs yeah we're gonna rum for the adults just like the off the cuff crap he says and, and, i love the post credit scene yes yeah with him and sigourney weaver that was oh, awesome brilliant <laughs> with the the zapping like the electric yeah. shock that the, yeah. that the film. And, then, and then and they did it perfectly too because they say um with Sigourney Weaver, and you're like, she wasn't in this, right? And I then know, they cut to it, and you're like, whoa, like, oh. yeah. I was like, when was she in it? Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it, the Ray, the Ray Ghost or the Egon Ghost hung around a little too long. Yeah, you know, like it would have been cool if he was just there standing with them, and they're all shooting together, and then that's it. Yeah. No more yeah. like helping yeah. out and like interacting and yeah. hugging and, like, and stuff. Okay, yeah. And then it flashes back. They they defeat the you know Gozer yeah. and everything. And right. it flashes back and he's gone. They're like looking around. You know. Are right. you right. a god? <laughs> hey, and he does the same thing again. Hey, uh, Ray, handle this. Dude, I like when uh, Ray was when when Ackroyd was doing his his monologue, dude. I was I got goosebumps. I almost like cried. I was like, yes. oh yeah, yeah. I almost oh, I almost got emotional when those guys show up and they start saying the same things again. It, it was so good. On the authority of the Fish and Wildlife Association and everybody of Ducks Unlimited, I command you. I had to Google Ducks Unlimited. I'm like, oh, it's like a nonprofit. But when they had Ecto One come out, like with the Finn Wolfhard, the kid from Stranger Things. And the sirens are going on. Yeah. I mean, that, that gave me goosebumps, you know, to yeah. see that thing again. And I, I was wondering, I'm like, because remember Ecto-1A, which was the Ghostbusters 2 um, thing? It had, like, the, the different logo with the peace yeah, sign. Had, or the like, more shit on top of Ecto-2. I didn't know it was 1A. Oh, maybe it, is, maybe it is Ecto-2. Um, I don't know if it's 1A or Ecto-2. But like the second one, one A, I think it would be one B. So I don't know what one A is. So it's, it's probably like, two. Yeah, it's got the boards on the car that have like the scroll. Yeah, it's got like the green lights. Yeah, they, oh, right. they never like mentioned that. So I was like, I wonder if that's like part of the canon. 
But then Jason Reitman says, like, it is. Like, it's part of the canon. They just didn't incorporate that because it could have been Egon anything. just didn't have that one. Right. It's it, completely different car. So I was like, that's that's kind of cool that he like, like, mentioned that. Because you can't forget it, too. That seat is in the toy. And the I was gunner seat. like, I wonder why they don't have that in the movie. It's kind of like lame that the toy made it cooler than the movie. Yeah. And then they put it in this movie. That's right. Awesome. She, they even say that. Like, this has a gunner seat. Because yeah, that yeah, was in the right. cartoon as well. Ooh. And dude, she, remember, she almost dies. Like she's like hanging out, and they're like about to hit something, and she. Yes. Oh yeah, it's in it like the last second. Oh, it was brutal. I'm thinking this car has been sitting in a barn for the better part of thirty-five years, uh, and those tires probably haven't been replaced. And he's skidding around that thing. I'm, and yeah, you have to suspend reality a little bit because that car probably the engine would have exploded and everything. Yeah. But like, right. I'm just like, I'm cringing watching him like take the corners with how heavy that car is. Oh and yeah, tires. the tires are like probably like ten inches wide and right. plastic. It, it's like the Jurassic World thing when the the kids stumble upon the old visitor center from the first one, and there's like oh, the old right. jeep, and they get that thing running in like twenty minutes. You're like, yeah, no, nah, that right. gasoline would have right. rotted through. But you're yeah, like, but ah, you want to see gasoline? It yeah, it's like not even good after like a year. But it, it was yeah, right. But it was cool though. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was awesome. They went yeah. the way they did. Yeah, Paul Rudd is hilarious as always. Like everything <laughs> he says is pretty funny. Oh, I love um, when he first when you first meet him. He puts the videotape in, and he's what was it, Cujo? He's like, "Do you guys have dogs? <laughs> <laughs> you like movies about dogs? Well, this dog was amazing. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was just so funny the whole time. And uh, when he and the girl who's also really good and she's like in a lot of good things. Uh, I think she was in leftovers. Yeah. Uh, when they become like the gatekeeper and the key master or whatever, that was great. Yeah, that was when good. She's, when she's breathing heavy, remember she's oh. doing the day. That, that was chair. fucking scary. The yeah. kids were like, yo, mom, like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. There is no mom, only Zool. Yeah, that was a little scary. I got goosebumps on that one. Oh, I, yeah. I my kids can watch this in a couple years. No, no, not that time. And, and the fact they use like the stop animation kind of like ugly dogs yeah. and they didn't yeah. use like yeah, that something differently. Stuff. They kept it faithful. Yeah. That. And, uh, when the kid says to their mom after, of course she, you know, they save her from being the dog. And she's like, yeah, you and Mr. So-and-so got a little, you guys are all weird and slobbery and humpy. Really <laughs> and you gotta love the little stay puff, like marshmallow guys. Oh, yeah. There's like a hundred of them. You wanted to like, blended a little, uh, uh, merchandising opportunity. Um, oh yeah. I I think the kid, you know, Egon's daughter. She was, you know, she carried the whole. You know, she was the main character, yeah. uh, and her friend podcast. Yeah. I think at first I was like, oh no, yeah. I'm are, I'm like being taken out of this movie. I don't. And then I was like, oh, I kind of like him. But like, yeah, it works because some right little quips, like the funny things he yeah. says. Yeah, yeah, he became. Yeah, I liked him like real quick. I was like, yeah. at first, I was like, uh oh, this is for kids. I'm not gonna like this movie at all. This is shit. Yeah, and then, I was ready and then, to poo poo it though. Jason Reitman, I should have, I should have known. He's like the sh- the uh, such a good the writer. short round from Goonies of this Ghostbusters. He's like the funny, like tech savvy Asian kind of kid that's just like comic relief, and it yeah, works. Exactly, you know. Short yes. round, or is, is, is he the well? Short round from Temple of Doom. That was it, Doctor Jones. <laughs> you believe they're doing a they're doing a fifth Indiana Jones movie? Is Harrison Ford going to be in it? He's in it. They're done shooting. God, 
Yeah, the kingdom he, like, of he the... like broke a leg and like, <clears throat> he got like two injuries while filming. Right. It's almost it's almost eighty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, <clears throat> he's just gonna be like grunting the whole time, like Clint Eastwood does <clears throat> in his movies now. But he does look good. Oh, Clint Eastwood's last movie. Oh. What cry macho? Yes, the western, right? The, yeah, yeah, I saw the like. He's like a failing cowboy or something like that. Uh, I think so. Yeah, and he like. No, didn't see say, it. Know what you're talking say about? Say he was a kid from from Canada. Dude, it was like the worst movie I've ever watched. Like, didn't see it for real. It, it was like really the direct. You know when you can just tell that like whoever directed it is like amateur. Like yeah. the shots don't look right. The shot, the angles aren't. Like, the first twenty minutes, I was like, "What is happening?" This was like Clint Eastwood made this with one eye closed. He, he directed it, was it so bad. I think so. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah. I love him as a director too. Like I yeah, like Grant Torino, like all of his works. Grant Torino and this, yeah. yeah. Why else? That's why like, else would I watch? Why else would I watch? Cry Macho. I have no fucking clue. Oh, it's Clint Eastwood. I'm gonna watch it. He's awesome. Yeah. Right. Not, not in this movie. Really? Maybe it's not good. Day. Everybody has a bad day at the office. Cry Macho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't hear anybody talking about it. Like I, I haven't heard like, oh, Cry Macho is really good. Oh, you if know. you like Google or like YouTube, uh, like Cry Macho reviews, it's all oh, it's all bad. God, yeah. that sucks. Uh, that's awkward yeah. too. Yeah. I'm glad I bailed after 20 minutes though. Yeah, was he trying to do like trash. a homage to his old spaghetti westerns or something, and it didn't work? Clark, it was just lazy, either directing or editing, and it was just like so obvious. Like really? the flow of it was just so like clunky and like uh, like unbearably predictable dialogue. I felt like I was watching the Star Wars prequels. Padme. Yeah, yeah. Sand. I hate sand. It <laughs> gets everywhere. Oh, shoot me! <laughs> I use the. I usually put. I put the prequels on if I have trouble sleeping. I'm like, oh, this will put me to sleep. You know, like the dialogue. Like I, I've done that. Like I put on Disney Plus, and I'm like, prequels. It is. I'm out in 20 minutes. Uh, uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. As soon as I, I hear Yoda talking, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're done. You're out. I actually it's like. like interesting I, I, dialogue ever written. It, it is. It really is. And it's first draft. It the hurts. Whole, the whole way through. <laughs> it burns the lines. <laughs> now, but speaking of movies, I uh, I saw the Batman. Yes. And for me, now look, I've been reading. I don't read, but if I was ever reading something as a kid, it was Batman comic books, and the like, Dark Knight detective run if you will like there's been so many variations of batman in the comic books just like there is in the movies but the ones that i read the most were, was when he was like a detective in gotham and it was just like fucking raining all the time like just non-stop and at the beginning of every book of every story batman's like writing in a journal or he's like recording and he's kind of like telling you what's going on and I always thought that was like the best part. Like I never wanted that part to end. I just wanted to read it in my voice as Batman tells me what the fuck is going on. Who the fuck he's going to kill. Oh no, he doesn't kill. Uh, you know, so yeah. they, do, they do that at the beginning of this movie. Oh. And, and it, it blew my mind because it was like this Frank Miller comic book was moving in front of me on a screen. No way. And, uh, dude, uh, it was like, 
it was the best Batman movie, in my opinion. It's it's by really far, kind of by far, in my opinion. Just that really. says that says a lot. Yeah, that's, your opinion is gold. Thing. Yeah, a lot of people have different opinions, uh, but for me, as just you know, other comic books came and went, but I always read Batman. So like, I my tempered my expectations for this big time because I was like, I don't know, you know, I'm such a huge fan. I already have like. The Keaton Batman, the Heath Ledger, uh, you know, even Ben Affleck. It's like, how can are they gonna fuck this character up and like make him like boring and cheesy? And they like did the opposite. Uh, oh, they have wow. all all the villains have like they fit in perfectly. That's why this thing's three hours, like almost three hours. But everybody gets like uh, like shifted around perfectly throughout the story. Uh, the mystery, the riddles that him and Jeffrey Wright, who plays Commissioner Gordon, who's fucking awesome. Nice. Uh, they, the riddles that they have to solve and they don't get right. And then the penguin like corrects them. And uh, John Turturro plays Falcone and he's like this fucking rat mobster. Oh, uh, I can see that. And the Waynes, he finds out that like his parents like helped Falcone like back in the day. And then like Falcone kind of like, got the guy to kill that like dude the, it, it was so good so real like so realistic that's what you're going to hear the most it's the most realistic superhero movie that it doesn't feel like a superhero movie at all really and, and what's so different about it compared to all the other batmans is that in all the other batman movies batman is in basically invincible like he is in top shape like he's just like almost superhuman this Batman, it's like his second year. So he's like, here's like one of the examples. If he falls off like a building, he doesn't immediately grab his grapple hook and <laughs> save himself. He like misses and grabs with his hand and just hangs there. He's not like all suited up, ready to fucking kill everybody, Batman. He's not like absolute where it's like, like without flaws there. kind of thing. And they play it like it's almost an addiction. Like he's so doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne because he just like can't like get over what you know what happened to him. They don't even show show that scene again. They don't show his parents getting killed. You can just tell he's just like a messed up person and he ha he's not like the playboy like you know the suave awesome Bruce Wayne. He's like a recluse and he doesn't want to be in public and he like oh, puts wow. the costume on like a like a fix and he goes out and he like you know Beats the shit out of corrupt people. Ah, and then that's the, a cool. And then the Riddler swoops in, and it's. Uh, I mean, the first three minutes of the movie. This politician's in his house, and he's on the phone. He's he's there by himself. It's at night, and you know, eventually the the camera crosses, and Riddler's just standing there, in like one of his rooms, like in a dark room, and the guy can't see him. The guy's still on the phone, and like the light. The TV bounces off Riddler's face, so he's got this green mask and glasses, but his glasses are white. They're, like, reflecting the light, so he, like, looks like a comic book. You know how they all have, like, white eyes? Yeah. 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 That's so, awesome. Oh, shit, that is awesome. And then he murders that guy with a uh, rug carpet, like, tuck tool that he just smashes him in the head over and over and over. That's the first, like, two minutes. Oh, and shit. And his face up. That'll grab you in. Yeah. And then all the police are there, like, investigating it, and Batman's there. 
And the cops are kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why is that weirdo here in the, in the suit, the cape? And the, he starts solving the riddles. And they're all like, oh, shit. He is like, he's kind of like a detective. And they do that throughout the whole movie. Like, that's the whole thing. Catwoman was my favorite part of the movie. She's so, uh, God, like just such a cool, cool Catwoman. And she wasn't bad, but she wasn't great. And then her story ties in even further. But Colin Farrell as Penguin, I know why now they're, they're doing an HBO spinoff show because it was not enough. He got like 15 minutes of screen time and he was so good as Oswald Cobblepot. This like kind of low grade, not really even criminal, but he has criminal ties. Yeah. He's, just not, he's just not tied to the thing that like Batman's kind of pursuing. So he's just kind of like this, you know, lazy criminal off to the side but by the by the way the movie ends he's kind of like the only one left standing and and ready for a a, you know there's a power vacuum that he's ready to kind of fill step into damn yeah it'd be worse my nose could be gushing blood gushing blood (laughs) gushing blood (laughs) so he he deserves like a spinoff i i don't know i haven't seen it yet he hasn't he was only in there for like 15 minutes maybe screen time he's like he's like sprinkled throughout and like batman runs into him because of his like connections but he's not he's not involved with what they're like pursuing it oh that sounds awesome so so bruce wayne isn't in there all that much or batman like he's wayne he's batman a lot yeah like he's oh, Batman cool. more than he's Bruce Wayne, like by a lot. And this is your favorite out of all of them. Like, or you think this is the best one? Okay, out of so all of them? here's here's my I think my final like uh, I don't know decision or you know whatever your synopsis. There's yes, there. It's the sum of the parts because okay, individual performances. Uh. None of them were as good as Heath Ledger's, what what he did in Dark Knight. There is no performance that good, okay? But together, all those characters that I just went through, they make a more interesting, fun movie for me than, like, one with just one guy's just fucking outstanding like once in a light. Right, exactly. And Joker's not in every part of, of, of Dark Knight. When he's in it, it obviously he takes over, but he's not oh. in the whole thing. And I enjoyed this movie beat for beat all the way through. As nice. in as in the Dark Knight, there's cool parts, but <laughs> I don't know. No, but, no, I I hear you on that. Bruce but, Bruce Wayne to me was always kind of like uh, he's kind of boring. Yeah, it was they boring. made they made this Bruce Wayne like fucking we like a weirdo. Yeah, like he has no clue who he, he has is. a lot of issues kind of thing. He can't like hang up. Like when he takes the mask off, he's the same. Like he acts the same as Bruce Wayne as he does Batman. And like Alfred's there, you know, Andy Serkis, who's awesome. Uh, he's trying to like tell him, he's like, yo, you have to play along or like you're going to lose all the money. And he's like, I don't give a shit about the money. And he's like, who, wh- where do you think you're getting the money to build this, these, this tech, like this contact that he has that can like record shit and he can watch it back? He's like, who do you think pays for all that? And he's like, you have to like make appearances and be like social. So he goes like to for a- the company and stuff for like Wayne Enterprises. You have to like play yeah. the shareholder or right. CEO, whatever, like 
he has to like show interest and like show up to meetings or else like, you know, people will just continue to pull out and he has no clue. He doesn't like care or even get that. That's uh, kind of cool. They did that um, because it, in, in so previous different. Batmans, it was always, he showed up at like a board meeting. It was like, I'm bored. I'm getting out of here. And you're like, who's running like the, the operations, you know, they kind of just alluded like in dark Knight. you know, like Christian Bale was just like, uh, it was just so much. It was just like he was rich, and that's as far as it goes. And that's there was it. nothing like where it, it, it was just so realistic. It, oh, you know, that's like, cool. Just because you're rich, it doesn't mean that like you're this perfect, you know, playboy guy. You know, like he's disturbed, like capital D disturbed. Yeah. And uh, and I think the trilogy, if they make one, will be uh, Alfred kind of helping him learn how to be bruce wayne and batman because dude there's a part where riddler is is making it seem like from batman's point of view that he knows that he's bruce wayne and he and then he goes uh he was the last one we didn't get oh well and he's like uh oh shit and he thought we were working together (laughs) you psychopath so they kind of humanized Batman a little bit more. Dude, like, they humanized everybody. Like even Riddler's motives were like, oh, well, yeah, I get it. It's almost like Thanos. You know, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I'd be pretty. Well, I can see where you're coming from. There are good intentions. Just your way of going about it is kind of, you know, murder. Right, right. But you see like what you're trying to do. That's yeah. really interesting. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, that The fact that you rate it so high and you know definitely gonna watch that is that just theaters or is it out on other platforms too like a a streaming platform or anything oh man dude bob just for the batmobile car chase scene alone you have to see it in the theater but but if you you know just don't uh it'll be on hbo max uh april 19th okay nice 45 day Try to see anything. WBs continued to fuck their last, movies with. Last week I saw in theaters a couple weeks ago with my son. It was Sing too, so uh, I haven't really been getting out and seeing the. Uh, uh, that's good. You went yeah, though. I, yeah. Sing too. It was pretty good. I mean, for, for a kids' movie, it was it was well done. I know Bono's yeah, I the in music that. was good. Yeah, I would say yeah, it for right. Bono. You know, I think yeah. that like that's cool. They got him to do it. Yeah. Now nice. at, awesome. the, at the end, at the end of the movie, before I, I finish here, uh, I'm not, and I'm not going to spoil this for you. Uh, the Riddler is in a well, kind of tease you. The Riddler is uh, in Arkham, and uh, an inmate next to him starts just talking. And uh, we know who that is. You'll have to just wait and see. Oh shit! Wow. <laughs> oh. Did they show the? Did they show his face, or you just hear the voice? They they show like a silhouette and like oh. very low lit. Like you can see, you can see who it is. Okay. Wow. Um, and the actor playing him is like one of my new favorite actors. He was in the Marvel movie Eternals, and he's awesome in it. And I can't believe he's gonna play this Batman character. Nice. Yes, that's, and that's at the end, and uh, yeah, 
so that's that's my reason. That's, that's awesome. I say. It's it's as if a, a comic book while I was reading it, all of a sudden, and dude, the score by once again Michael Giacchino, the guy who's done like everything Genius. lately. He's he one of the did, best. He got his start on Lost, and I've been like following every. I don't follow Band of Brothers. But I <laughs> follow him. You know, no, he's know, awesome. Yeah, I know John Williams, Danny yeah. Elfman, and Michael Giacchino. Same I John Williams. Yeah. I mean, John, John Williams is so, it's not even close. There's no one even close to him. That's, that's cool, though, John, how you say uh, the, Batman, like, the Batman character is he's more relatable. He's, like, more humanized where, like, and you said, too, you know, like, Christian Bale was, like, he was a, he was a guy. He wasn't, like, a superhero. He was just a really rich guy who was in shape and did all the crazy shit and could fight. But, like, yeah, like you said, he was, like, a figurehead at Wayne Enterprises. He never really saw him doing any business really. and you know, it was uh, yeah. Freeman's character and that in the Dark Knight who kind of ran everything, and you know, right? He would just show right. Up. Someone's got to yeah, like trust exactly. Right. Lucius Lucius Fox would like make him a new set of things, like every movie, and he would just pick it up and try it out, which was cool. Like I loved all that. Yeah, uh, yeah. This Batman has he's just like doing it all by himself. It's like yeah. him and Gordon, and I think the only reason Gordon is like cool with him is because he must have like saved his life earlier and that's why like he's like the only one who really talks to him uh so that's there's cool. a trust there where like they they kind of understand yeah. each other they're basically get away with this stuff the only two people they're, they're like the only two people they both trust because everyone's fucking corrupt in gotham like all the cops are bought off yeah which they have to be to make that like work you know what i mean like it's good right, that there's yeah. all this corruption I mean, like New Dude, York in the 70s. One last thing. Speaking of Gotham, they made Gotham City like feel like they made like uh, Westeros feel in Game of Thrones. Where like there's all these different parts, but you know it's all part of the same, you know, like it's all connected. They like make the city feel more like lived in. Like outside oh. their, their like arena, it says Gotham Square Garden, but it's in the same font. The same style as Madison Square Garden. It's it's really oh, cool. cool. Like blend all these cities together. It, it God, Matt Reeves, dude, he did the Planet of the Apes movies, so like yeah, he, he can he knows his shit. Yeah. So I one hundred. I like that they rip. made it. I like that you're saying they made it kind of in that like that format, you know, where you can tell it's connected, kind of like the Grand Theft Auto, where you're like, you know, it's something different, but it's all familiar to you in a way. Like it, right. it makes it feel more like building. real, yeah. And I, I, I expect them to do that in uh, the Penguin show. There's a Penguin show, an Arkham Asylum show, and a Gotham City Police show. All that's really from this movie that like Matt Reeves is writing, oh my gosh. co-writing all of them. What's the Gotham City Police show about? Is it like a police procedural kind it's of thing? Jeff Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon. Wow, that's cool. That's a series or like a mini series? I don't know. I don't know that that many details. I mean, this is Warner Brothers. It's not Marvel where like when they announce it it happens. Right. Warner <laughs> Brothers Warner Brothers and like Star it's Wars. It's going to happen. They are like, "Yeah, we're going to do it." And they're like, "Do you have a script?" They're like, "Nope. Someone'll write it." No, like, yeah, they they've done that a lot. Was it just there's articles, I forget what it was, but it was like in January of 2018 or 19, they were like, yeah, the show is coming and it still hasn't come out. Uh, I forget what it was. It was an idea. It was one of those spinoffs. 
but Pat people were still Jenkins. talking about it. Like, uh, yeah, this Pat is Jenkins. Patty What's Jenkins, that? the writer and director of of Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. She was supposed to do a Star Wars movie called really? like Rogue Squadron. <clears throat> about like, oh, like two about tie, the fighter pilots. Yeah. And uh, it's... That would have been awesome. It's on the shelf now. Oh, that would have been awesome. They Jim did a game, a video game of that too, which is great. That would have like tied in perfectly. Right, yeah. And I think that's what, you know, because there's... There's the Star Wars movie fans, and there's the Star Wars movie and gamer fans, which is gigantic. So I always hear a little of the gamer side of the, like, ooh, this reminds me of the video game. That's another thing everyone said about this Batman movie, is that it reminds me of this Batman video game and this Batman video game, and I've never played either of them. But uh, do they even, like, and if you see it, tell me if you notice this. They they take one chord from the sixties. They take one and they cut it in like in a in like a fight scene, like over and over, like on a separate beat. Like so, it doesn't even sound like that song. It's just like that one dent. They splice it in. They just put it in and. and I, Tell me if you think it's because I haven't heard anyone like mention it, but I'm like, I swear they lifted like a little, just just a you know to pay homage to Adam West, the great Adam West. Yeah, put that little sound in a song. It, it was. Oh, I'm gonna look after that. That's cool. Magnificent. Yeah, that's good. That's a good like fan service and kind of like Easter egg to put in there yeah, too. Yeah, you know? right. Like right, the roots. Yeah. I like when they do yeah. that. I didn't know Adam West uh, yeah. was the first Batman. I always thought he was just a mayor and Quahog and Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't really. He wasn't technically the first Batman. There was like a TV show yeah. in black and white before him in like the forties, right, or something like that. Uh, yeah, like so long ago. Like I, I didn't even know TVs were invented yet. Yeah, I went down a rabbit hole like a few weeks back, and I was like, it was like the first Batman was portrayed by whatever in like the forties. And it yeah. was, yeah, it was like this black and white TV show. You're like, what? It was and like before movie. Superman or like around the same time or something. It was like really old. First the, Batman with Jimmy Stewart. Oh, you stop, you stop Lon right there. Cheney. <laughs> right. Uh, Cheney. Wait, maybe funny. it was a film. I don't know, but the, the costume and the mask is so like, uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. This black and white picture, like the mask is so Dumb looking. How did anyone sign? Like, what costume designer made this and was like, "Yep, that looks just like the comic book." Oh man, I'm looking at it. Like it. A, That's rough. Looks like a. It looks like a, it looks like a devil. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it look. It just. It looks bad. It's just not. It's just really dumb. It's funny to look at old Superman uh, when you look at like George Reeves in the '50s and stuff. Uh, he was a. Yeah, that was like the style then, but he looked like a guy that you want to... He had a few beers while watching the game that day, and then he put on like some leotards. It was like... It was I not know. the superheroes of I today. I was like, are you made of steel? <laughs> made, of, made of chocolate that was left out in the sun a bit too long. Made of pizza. <laughs> uh, actually, and he was like really old uh, when he played Superman. Yeah. He looks all right. Yeah, he was okay. It There's a good movie about no him. Henry Cavill, but... Right, yeah, yeah. It was no Henry Cavill. He, uh, George Reeves. There's a good movie about him called Hollywoodland with Ben Affleck. Um, he he died. He was shot or killed himself. They still don't know. Uh, 
the police think that he just killed himself, but there was talk that he was murdered because he, he was having an affair with like the head of the MGM studios, like wife, like Oops. there were people in the house. Uh, George Reed was having an affair with um, one of the studio heads is like ex-wife or something like that. Like somebody very uh, powerful in Hollywood in like the fifties uh, or sixties, maybe when he died, but um, it's, it's really cool. But uh, I've seen that house that he lived in. It's on uh, this road called Benedict Canyon Canyon here. And yeah. they filmed like the movie there too. So you're like, oh, when we drive by it. I'm always like, that's where like, you know, Superman they kill himself in that room. And oh. there's like three different scenarios of how they think it happened. I mean, he probably oh. killed himself, but um, they show that in the movie, which is pretty cool. It's if you ever get a chance, weird. Ben Affleck does a pretty good job, I think. It's really weird that it's George Reeves and then Christopher Reeves. I know, right? Yeah, Reeves is not a common last name. No, 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 the curse. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Christopher uh, Reeves. The first Superman. So overrated. The first 40 minutes, he isn't Superman. Maybe you know the 1978 one? Oh, my God. I want to oh, yeah. I'm not believing a man like, can fly. When the fuck is he going to be Superman? I remember watching that over at your house with you and Rye. Yeah, like I guess we were like used to it, or maybe I'm like spoiled now. I, it's like I want them to be the superhero right away. Like, yeah. don't get, don't spend half the damn movie making him the superhero. Yeah. yeah, it's like a good solid 45 damn minutes it. before you see him. And it's really <laughs> long, and it's not good that 45 minutes leading <laughs> up to it's, it. It's, it's just like a day no. in the life. It's like a day in the life of boring old Clark. It's bad. And here he's getting berated at work, and now it's coffee, yes. and, and he's taking a dump. And the, Lois rejected him again. The best is, <laughs> have you ever dark. seen Superman 4, A Quest for Peace, with Nuclear Man? So he, oh. so this was like, Christopher not Reeve, that, I think, that bad. disowned the movie when it was done. Like, we, there was no money. It was done by uh, those Canon film guys that were making, like, you know, uh, the, all those, like, Stallone movies in the late 80s. Like, they were just, like, bumping out movies, like, five a year. And Quest for Peace... They, like had no funding because they were like studios in trouble. So the special effects they have like one the third one was like such a joke. Yeah, with Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Yeah, that was <laughs> the Pryor fourth was like, one. Is yep, we're done. It's so <laughs> bad. They have they have like he he basically takes all the nukes in the world and brings them into space and like lassos it and throws it into the sun. So not only would like removing all the nukes disrupt the whole balance of power in the world. You know, like that would create chaos, but he throws it into the sun. And then I guess nuclear creates an English speaking man in his 30s called Nuclear Man. And he comes out and fights him. Dude, and it, it's just like, hold on, Clark. It's not man. an English speaking man. <laughs> R- go and rewatch that movie. It's Gene Hackman's voice. Nuclear Man's voice <laughs> is, is Lex Luthor's voice. <laughs> yes. Right. They got so it back. Weird. You're right. It's so bizarre. And then, I don't know, it's just, it's amazing to watch. There's a scene where he's at, like, I think it's the UN, but it's clearly like a train station that they filmed at. And um, <laughs> they, Lois Lane comes in, uh, Margo Kit, Margaret Kidder, and I think she's with, she's with a chick, and the chick's like, his, maybe her sister, and she's like, what, what's Superman going to say? Because Superman's about to speak. And she's like, oh, something wonderful. And then you're like, what? <laughs> it's just so bad. It's it's amazing. If you ever, I think it's streaming on HBO Max. If you get bored, you want to go to sleep, watch Superman 4. I, I'll watch it again, like, forever. It's it's amazing. That See, that that's, a, that's like a, 
that just like reminded me why probably Batman and Spider-Man are such popular superheroes because their villains are like nothing like them. You know, like I hate it when a superhero fights a villain that's like the same thing. It's like uh, Skybeam yeah, versus Skybeam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they have the the people. Those was in the first, the second Superman, where that's those that the two guys, the huge guy and the smaller guy, and the woman in the black suits, and they can fly too. <laughs> the Kryptonians. The, yeah, yeah Kryptonians. like the, the only other ones left. Yeah, why uh, do they do Zod. that? And they did, not break, they did not break the bank on the special effects in that one either. No. <laughs> It's like, you'll believe a man can fly. Well. <laughs> man, what I a great tagline. I still don't believe it. No, I don't, I'm not buying it. It's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. You guys want to uh, put tonight in the W column? I know it's getting late there. I think so, yeah. I have to go yeah. put my uh, CPAP mask and talk to Vanessa in Bane's voice. Let the games <laughs> begin. Let the sex begin, wife. <laughs> go to bed. You're rolling over too much, and it's slushing the <laughs> around. I will reduce you to ashes. <laughs> or, or like Darth Vader. I find your lack of faith in my penis disturbing. <laughs> the Emperor doesn't share you. <laughs> lack yeah, of my confidence. <laughs> That's funny. Well, this is a great, uh, a great, a great, great show, show Thanks guys. For Thanks. On, guys. Thanks for letting me ramble about uh, Batman. No, no, that was awesome. That's yeah, a, I'm excited yeah. to watch it now. You hold yeah, it down. Yeah. Yeah, we got to do a follow-up. I want to hear your takes on it. Yeah, we, we should do a follow-up. If it's in the theater, if it's you know in April, whenever you guys get around to seeing it. We'll, we'll have to do a follow-up. That's awesome. I'm really excited. Yeah. To... Hell yes. Uh, up next, May 6th, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness by director Sam Raimi. Supposed to be crazy. Great Doctor, Sam Raimi. Uh, Professor X from the X-Men is in the trailer, so it's crazy. Patrick Stewart's playing the same character he played in the Oh wow! X Men movies, yeah, it's crazy. They oh they hell yeah! Now, yeah, that's awesome. I love the uh, Dick Trickle background too. I noticed that. I meant to meant to say something, but we got immediately uh, down to business. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I thought I'd leave it in the background for. I was like, no Tom Fullery to be had. But yeah, that's smoking awesome. A, smoking a red yeah. Marlboro yeah. red. Well, there's a real quick. There's a video on YouTube of this guy because Bob told me about it, and I had to see it. He he smoked. Cigarettes like while racing, like NASCAR. In the car, during the caution laps, he had a cigarette lighter in the car. They put a cigarette lighter in for him and they cut a hole in the front of his helmet, his full face helmet. And he, and during the caution laps, they had actually having to talk to him on the in car and he's smoking a cigarette at Daytona. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, you know, you figure you, you don't, you wouldn't smoke during a race. Like you're focused on your career, you want to win, but yeah, he's like right. smoking a cigarette. That like you guy. need a hand to do that. It's like hilarious. Chain smoke. Yeah. Yeah, I have about three or four lung darts per race. So. <laughs> lung darts. <laughs> lung darts. All right, guys. Love you guys. All right, guys. Love, Love you, brothers. Guys. Peace.